Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Mom with a Mic. My name is Whitney. I am your host, and I am so extremely honored and excited for my guest today. So excited to have my good friend Nadia here. So why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself, and then we'll we'll hop into this really, I, in my opinion, very important episode, very necessary episode, and we'll get started. Okay, so I am Nadia White. Um, I am, I would say first and foremost, I think how I identify myself, obviously like a believer like you, Wit. Yes. I too am a wifey. Um, <laughs> and my husband, Chris, and I have been married four years and we have two beautiful children, Suri and CJ. So mom, wife, business owner, I do, um, I'm a realtor, real estate, and we have investment properties that I manage all without a nanny. So I can relate to you with that's love. Yes. <laughs> I can relate to you. you know? Yes. And you just recently started a blog too. Oh, yes. That. Oh, my God. No, I need to treat that like a business too. Yes, I yes. started a blog, you know, to tell my story, you are someone who's inspired me about that just being like authentic with my content. And just like, yes. I know everyone's like navigating it through and just like my little perspective and how I can help someone else was really my intention behind that. Yes, I appreciate that so much. And kudos to you for juggling all of that. Because I, you know, you know, I know, we yes. all know motherhood is a whole situation. Yeah, and trying to do all of these things for yourself as well I commend you and I'm honored that I was you know an inspiration for that journey and so one of the reasons why I you know how we came up with this this episode what I believe you posted something um I can't you remember you posted something was it I, I posted like, you yeah. posted something and was saying like normalize apologizing that's right? it yes, yeah yes and oh, oh my gosh and then we kind of like started this conversation and I was thinking to myself I was like yeah we definitely need to have an episode about this and you are perfect because you and I both grew up similarly you know being that we both have Jamaican parents and um just kind of and wanting to do things a little bit differently in our own parenting journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I thought, I was like, wow, that is, this is perfect because I know so many other people who love and appreciate their parents, of course, but we recognize that we want to do some things differently. So like, you know, growing up, my, my parents were strict. They were very, you know, these are the rules. This is how we do things and you have to follow them. And I think to a certain extent, it really made me a rule follower. I was always kind of afraid to break rules because I didn't want to get in trouble. And but at the same time, my parents were also very loving. They they were supportive of me and they encouraged me and all of those things. And they were very involved in my life. So Nadia, tell me a little bit about your childhood and what it was like growing up with Jamaican parents, because, you know, we know they got their own set of stuff oh my gosh I can completely agree with you there so I know definitely that you know like obviously you know my parents um my mom and my father they're not together my dad lives in Jamaica and I was raised with my mom and my stepdad who's African-American so that's like two different cultures right there very you know? different and yes and you know most Jamaican females they're alpha females so like what mm -hmm. you see there is kind of a clash but my mom one of the things that she definitely was 
a Christian and believer, but like overbearingly. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you need to be at church on this time on Sunday, you need to wear dresses. And it's like, you know, it's like, well, God says, come as you are. No, God says, come like this. You know what I mean? (laughs) So there was just really no room, I would say for individuality. Um, Of course, I love my mom. We have a great relationship. We talk every day, but it was just like, these are my rules and you're going to follow by it. But then at the same time, I think there were things that I saw that I was like, I resented. But now that I'm older, I'm like, wow, she's a really good person. We always had a family member living with us, girl, like some kind of friend. And it was so annoying to me. But my mom growing up with not having a lot like concrete jungle, what Bob Marley speaks about, she says she wishes someone would have helped them. And that's Mm. what her intention is behind everyone, you know, who came to live with us girl, you know, two weeks turned into two months or two years. And I just remember being like, even though I was an only child at that point, Mm -hmm. I was like, Mm -hmm. why is everyone with us? But I realized now, like the things she did obviously stem from what she didn't have in her childhood. And I can appreciate Mm -hmm. her for that. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think for my mom, I knew it used to drive, my mom was such a giver. Yeah. And I will never forget, and I'm sure if my dad and my brother listen to this, they're going to know, um, somebody had gifted me, like, gift cards to Toys R Us. And, you know, back then, Toys R Us was hot. It was like, the place, got, yeah. Right, like, you got, a, you got a gift card to Toys R Us. Oh, I'm about to blow it. Like, yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited. And then I will never forget that uh, my mom gave away that gift card. I don't even know who she gave it to, but I will never forget this. Like, and I was livid. I mean, I was so upset. And like, looking back, I am sure that whoever she gave it to really needed it more than I yes. did because I was, you know, I was blessed as far as, you know, my, my parents gave me the things that I needed and, and most of what I wanted, mm-hmm. you know, they say, when it comes to parenting, you know, it's, it's hard. Like, I know there's a lot of things that our parents did that we weren't fans of that now that we have children of our own, we're like, okay, I want to do this differently. And so the main thing that I want to, you know, talk about is just breaking generational habits. And they say it's hard to be what you never saw. But to a certain extent, I believe our parents made changes in the way that they chose to parent us that I'm sure differed from the way that they were raised. So how do you feel about the way your parents raised you as opposed to how you're raising your children? I will definitely say my grandmother rests her soul, but she was a very, you know, harsh woman that unfortunately she had so much bitterness in her life, you know, raising Mm -hmm. three kids on her own on like a miserly seamstress salary. So I think Mm -hmm. she was like harsh with my mom being her only daughter. And, you know, I don't necessarily know if my mom heard my grandma say, I love you or had those affections. She was just trying to survive and my mom Mm -hmm. you know like she was having to help raise her like siblings so I just know that for her she really she was definitely intentional with me and showing me that she loved me she wasn't harsh Mm -hmm. like I I know sometimes like you know Jamaican parents get a bad rep that they're harsh my mom is definitely not a harsh (laughs) person I mean Mm -hmm. girl I used to get spankings and she would have me recite bible verses but like (laughs) (laughs) like she definitely was you know sweet in that regard and you know Mm -hmm. she wanted to make sure that you know, like I can, you know, achieve anything and that she never like tried to blame me for things and just 
like really not do as I say she was leading by example and that was different with my grandmother so Mm -hmm. I think that's where she definitely but that you know that love growing up where she she didn't have her father in her life and that you know Mm -hmm. one of the things you know my mom married my stepdad like having that relationship granted it wasn't a nuclear family was blended but she wanted me to see like what you know a role model a good male role model is you know Mm -hmm. and even though Mm -hmm. like I have a great relationship with my biological father my dad like it's just like it's important that you know you you have men who are present and like she was breaking that generational curse from my grandma Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah and that's and I feel like and please correct me if I'm wrong now was that something that really played a part in who you chose as a husband because I know for me having you know my dad around in my life he was super duper present still is I was always one to make sure that I wasn't going to get no dude who wasn't going to be anything close. You know what I mean? Like if, if you weren't at the standard of, of who my dad is to me, we cannot continue this relationship. And you know, that was, that was actually one of the cycles that I wanted to continue is having my children have a present father. I know my mom's father, um, he died when she was really young. So she kind of, grew up um I don't want to say without a father but her father figure wasn't as strong as as mine you know as mine is so like what do you feel like that really played a big role in in who you chose as your spouse yes so one of the things I love about you know my dad I call my dad dad it's so confusing but my dad in Jamaica (laughs) he is dependable if he says he's going to do something he is going to do it he's a man of his word and that is definitely something that is so important to me there's so many times that you know these false promises fathers can sometimes do it like can break a child's spirit you know right and that's one Mm -hmm. thing and he definitely is a provider so I always say like financially was always there maybe sometimes not emotionally but I mean he was in another country so I think that I was like right I need the financial and the emotional and the dependable you know and then yes. there's my stepdad who's so present I'm talking like helped me like taught me how to cook would write I would write stories and he would illustrate like I pretended to be Oprah mm-hmm. and he was my guest audience you know what I'm saying Aww, so yeah. I really I think what I looked for in a spouse I took all of those the best traits of you know my dad and my stepdad and I think I really did find that in my husband, Chris, and then some, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I think that's important. And also allowing him to be the man, because I will say, (laughs) my mom's going to kill me, but I don't know necessarily (laughs) she allowed my stepdad to do that because she grew Mm -hmm. up with a mother was like, you don't need a man. You don't, you know, Mm -hmm. and that is definitely what I'm trying to break. Not that you need a man, but God created, you know, us to be a helpmate and allowing your husband to lead. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I absolutely get it. And it, uh, again, it just stems from being, it's, it's hard to, it's, it's easier to learn something new than it is to unlearn something familiar. Yes. And if that's, yes. that's all you've ever known, it can be really hard to break that. And, you know, so as a parent, what is one thing that you can contribute to how you were raised? Something that you do as a parent, it could be good or bad. Cause I know for me, one thing, it has its pros and cons, but I know my mom was always very, I don't want to use the term fearful, but she was always adamant about making sure that I knew the dangers <laughs> that could happen. So, but I think it raised a little bit of anxiety in me that I, that I kind of possess with 
with my daughter, you know, with Carson now. And I'm trying to break that. Like I'm trying to make sure that she's safe, but also not putting too much worry in in her. Like I don't want her to walk around afraid all the time. I do want her to have that awareness, but I feel like I don't want to place fear into my children as opposed to awareness. I, I want them to be aware. I don't want them to be afraid because, you know, as a believer, like God has not given us the spirit of yes, fear. Yes. You know, so I struggle with that and I'm I'm trying to change that. But what's the one thing that you do as a parent that you can contribute to how you were raised? Okay. Well I think um, you know, my Christianity, it's definitely uh, a big part of who I am now. And even though I've been saved since I was 12, girl, you know, I was out there living reckless. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so, like, I think we all had our seasons. Until, okay? like, really <laughs> coming into that relationship with God. And I think that I do, I am like, you know, Syrian, we have like praise and worship in the morning and there's some song comes on and she's like jumping, you know what I'm saying? Oh, and I want her yes. to come to a relationship with Christ, but I don't want it to be forced. So like, even though like, yes. I feel like mine was necessarily maybe forced, I don't want that to be the same for Suri. And like, you know, if she chooses to be a Buddhist girl, we're just going to keep praying, you know? Right. But I have never been to be like, oh, how, you know, like, cause nothing she's right. doing, my love for her is unconditional you know and exactly. I think that yes. like I can't like she has to come into the relationship with Christ for herself so definitely she will see mm-hmm. us going to church and stuff and involved but like at the same time right. she's not gonna see Chris and I going to church Sunday morning but fighting before we go to church you know like before mm-hmm. we get in the car right, right. those are the things that I just mm-hmm. necessarily don't want to you know plan to expose her to and that's all about being intentional and how you're speaking with your spouse I think is something that I have to be very aware of because earlier on in you know our relationship Chris was like who are you talking to like how I would pop on right right when we did our premarital counseling these are things that you have mimicked and learned from your childhood you know yes so yes that is one of the things I definitely think the bad is like things that I have seen and I just that's who I am and how my temper but then the good is Mm -hmm. like the Christianity which is the dichotomy of that whole childhood I had right the whole thing yes absolutely stuff with but yeah (laughs) I think we're we're in the same boat because I'm I I have the tendency to like snap first ask questions yeah. later and I'm, I'm really trying to break that and, and really be like intentional with how like how I respond yeah. to things especially since having the yeah. girls like you know in, in college I didn't care I didn't have kids I was gonna cuss you clean yes. out like I didn't care and you know and that's the thing like my parents like my mom especially like they didn't yeah. curse like but you know me growing up how I grew up it is what it is but like I will snap on you but I'm trying not to do that especially with my husband because he's a good man and he's, he's really trying. And I'm like, you know, you're trying, I could try too. like, I can definitely be better. And I don't want my kids to see me popping off on their dad and then they grow up and they start doing that too. So that's definitely been something I've been working on. And so in a positive sense, definitely the Christianity, I think, um, my mom, my parents, you know, we grew up in the church, both of us, like, that was very, very, very much a center point of everything. But one thing I would like to uh, to change in my approach to parenting is that sometimes your kids just want a real life response. And I think that was hard for my mom. Like everything had to come from scripture. And everything, everything doesn't come what? from scripture. Life is everything messy. Doesn't come- you know, life is real. Yes. Like. 
Like, don't yes, sit here. I've had yeah, with trusting. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I've told her many times. Like, I'm just like, mom, I don't want Pastor Gloria. Like, I just want yeah. mom. And I like, you know, and being such firm believers, I think that was a struggle for them. That's so important to me is making sure that my kids know they can come talk to me about anything and not be afraid to talk to me about anything thinking that I'm going to come at them with every scripture in the Bible to condemn them. I don't, I don't want that. So like, so what, what are some of the steps that you've been taking to really like, I guess, change the way that you parent, like how in, in a positive way? Well, yeah, definitely. And, you know, growing up, you know, like you said, Jamaican parents, well, like the, the horse is dead. They still going to try ride it, girl. <laughs> And it's like, okay, I've heard this, but like you said, being authentic. And I think one of the things is, you know, um, one of my favorite pastors, Pastor Michael Toddy, is talking about, yeah, the Christian church, we're all about abstinence is the best policy, but we're not talking about soul ties. That's what happens, like, you know, sex outside of marriage. Mm -hmm. So I think with my kids, I'm actually, you know, I have a very blessed, you know, a boy and girl. I'm going to tell them the same things. There's not going to be a different expectation because CJ's a boy and Suri's a girl. And also the way that I am being intentional is like different um, books that I'm reading, you know, how to, mm-hmm. how to raise strong willed children, you know, um, mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. daddy's girl. I'm looking at some of the things on my shelves. And then like, um, I recently like relationship goals, like books that are like uplifting and edifying, but like how it helps me like identify and break curses that I didn't even know was there. And like one of my favorite pastors, he says, if you don't transform something, you're going to transfer it to the next generation. You know, that's yes. that. That's yeah. the part. So yes. For me, how I'm doing it is like, I noticed myself, like I was like telling Chris, oh, I want Surrey and CJ to go to Ivy League. And I'm like, why do you want them to go to Ivy League, Nadia? So you can brag to everyone that your children is up at Harvard or Yale. It's like, yep, that's what Jamaican thing. Scratch that out, you know? I'm yes. Like, oh, I want Surrey to be the next Simone Biles. Why is that? Oh, because you were named after a gymnast and you have no coordination. Okay, scratch that out. So I realized that, like, even though I'm saying I don't want to be this, I'm already, like, vicariously trying to project onto my children. And, like, when I write down the yes. why, because I I, I saw that you recently posted something about journaling. I'm huge on journaling and writing down my thoughts to myself yes. to God, you know, like how I'm feeling. And it's mm-hmm. like, yo, I really already have all of these like generational curse. Okay. How do I unpack and work through this? And I think that's one of the things mm-hmm. is being aware. And then one of the parts is I said, like when Surrey came, I was like, oh, I need to go to counseling. And then it was like, oh, mm-hmm. then Surrey, then I'm raising a child. But like, now I can make excuse of a pandemic, but it's like, I'm so kind of nervous. Like, what will I unpack in that you know right yes and I I, I'm such an advocate for for therapy because one of the biggest steps in breaking generational curses is like acknowledging that it's that there are things there and being aware that things are there and things that need to be changed and so yeah I'm I totally get it because I've I've come to a point where I I recognize that a lot of the things that I'm doing even now um, were stemmed from the loss of my mom. Like some of, you know, some of the anxieties that I have and a lot of those things, like, and I'm, I've just recently gotten to a point where I understand it and now I can adjust it and fix it so that it's not problematic in the future. And so what has been the most challenging part for you in, in breaking these, these cycles is I think giving myself grace, 
And what I mean by that is that obviously like every parent has their best intention. Like we said, they did that the best that they could with, you know, in the context in which they're raised, but like, know that if, you know, I'm telling Siri, like, no, ma'am, like, okay, no, I need Mm -hmm. to explain to her, but realize like, it's not the end of the world. How do I learn from it? Apologize. Okay. I'm sorry, mama. Let me tell you, you can't do this because you're not being safe and you could hurt yourself. Mommy doesn't want you to hurt yourself. You know what I mean? Like I just can't be so definitive because that's not going to help her grow Mm -hmm. and come into her person at herself as a person. And like you said, like, you know, afraid you are a rule follower. Sometimes you don't want kids to be a rule follower. You know, you want them to think outside of the box. And I think, um, exactly. You know, in our society, especially everything that's happening, you know, especially being black in this America, like you want them to know, yes, you can follow the rules in this and there's still there's still going to be a certain expectation of you that cannot be met. So giving right, them, giving myself grace is parenting and working through things with them because I, I won't have all the answers. And I think that's what right. I think has been the most challenging. Like I'm not going to know how to do it properly all of the time, but I know mm-hmm. I have a heavenly father mm-hmm. that will help me work through that. And I pray about it. And then I just, God, show me what I need to do. And I think that mm-hmm. that's the thing. And talking through with Chris because he really bounces me since we are complete opposites you know I have a short fuse he Same. has a long fuse yes. like how can I do this better yes. and I think like I grace mm-hmm. literally you know now that I am a parent I can appreciate the things that my parents did and I can also understand how I can how I can do better for my children with what yes. I have now and and just like you said just giving myself grace and also you know showing them positive things so like that might not that they still might not understand so me taking time for myself to go get my nails done or to like record this podcast and explaining to them like you know hey mommy needs time for herself and I want to show them that it's so important for them to love themselves first like you know of course second to the lord keep that that first but definitely understanding that you are important and you have to remember to do the things that you want to do so that's something that I always want them to grow up seeing like you know my mom wasn't just just sitting around doing nothing like or just taking care of us she she loved herself and she did the things for herself so that's that's definitely because you know my our parents you know they were in the generation where you just work 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 like that was Oh, you know, they worked their job Monday through Friday. They came home, they cooked, they cleaned. That's what they did. And, and I don't know, you know, I don't know what their dreams and aspirations were, but I know that they spend a lot of their time raising us and, and just working and not a whole lot of time for, for play to do things that they enjoy. And so I, I want to change that and make sure that my kids see that, you know, hey, you can work, you can, you know, you can do those things. I can raise you, but I can still do things for my yeah. Too, and your so. dream isn't just to be a provider yeah. and take care of your family. Like, like our God's exactly. purpose for us isn't just to be a wife and a mother. He wants us. He aspires us to do so much more. But I think a lot of times it's Christian. It's like, oh no, like it's fine. To, like sometimes it's like, okay, good to play it safe, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. But sometimes you got to yeah. get a little messy, especially for, for yeah. the good. Absolutely. 
Yeah, but I am I'm like honestly so thankful for, you know, our relationship and just being able to have this conversation because I do know that, you know, for a lot of people parenting is a journey that can take work and it can take some adjusting, and it can take some changes and um it's just so important that we don't transfer the the negatives but really take those positives and and continue in that direction so that we can all be you know better adults and that's that's the main thing that I want to get from this episode but it thank was you a so pleasure. much I mean this was yes I feel like we got so much out of this and it just like I said it was such a necessary conversation and main thing is you know just know whatever however you know you were raised that your parents did the best that they could and it's you know take take the positives from that and if there was something that they did that you didn't like change it for your you know your children and that's that's what I really want everybody to know like we love our parents and they're important roles in our lives but I love this conversation Whitney thank you so much for for inviting me to be a part of this, you know, really unpacking and, like, and choosing, I think, too, choosing, like, forgiving them for what we necessarily didn't like and then thanking them for what they did yes. had to make us who we are, you know? Right. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. I think that is such an important point to, to mention. Thank you so much, Nadia. It was a pleasure and we will definitely talk soon. Black stories are so important and people who are really sharing their truth that can help us like transform.